Welcome to another exciting segment of Kopi Events and today with me is Dr. Ravi Velu. Hello Dr. Ravi, how are you there? Fine, fine. How are you, Anand? I'm very good, sir. I mean, very it's good. a great pleasure to be here in your office. Okay, it's mutual, it's mutual. Uh, of course, you've been um, a guest speaker with Kopi mm. Events a couple of times. Yes. But of course, uh, more audience are coming in right now as well. Mm. So if we can do a short introduction, then we can jump into the uh, interview questions. Okay, basically, uh, I'm a mind science consultant and my specialty is uh, metaphysical science. So I did my bachelor's, master's and doctorate in uh, metaphysical science. And basically, uh, I, I, I conduct a lot of motivational causes, counseling sessions, parapsychological counseling, therapies and uh, talk shows with people like you. Thank you, Doctor. Mm. <laughs> I mean, of course, you're not a... Someone who's speaking for the first time, you have been speaking for many years. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, doctor. 23 years I've been doing this. All right, doctor. So let's jump into the question today. Mm. I mean, um, you know, when you talk about metaphysics mm. and also versus character and attitude, mm. is there a link between metaphysics, characters and attitude? Definitely. Basically, metaphysics comprises of three subjects, as per my understanding. It starts with psychology. It starts with uh, philosophy. And there's an element of spirituality. So when we talk about psychology, it's basically how we think, how a character is formed, why certain personalities behave in certain manners. And to get that personalities or that soul motivated, we need a lot of philosophies in life. So we use philosophical theories to motivate. At the same time, when, you, when, when, you, when there's a link between the psychology and the philosophy, the third element of spirituality steps in. And how spirituality actually kinds of... Uh, uh, mold the character, the behavior of a certain person. So all in all, it is linked. Thank you, doctor, for mm. that. Uh, but also linked to that same question, mm. um, you know, you also do consultation. Yes, correct. Um, so what happens if someone is not willing to change? Mm -hmm. Or is it a character or is it an attitude? Basically, whether it is a character or an attitude, there must be an element to accept changes. Because what is permanent in this world is changes, right? So for some people, it's the nature. They cannot accept changes. They always believe that whatever they feel is right, whatever they have been living all their life is correct, and they are not receptive to any changes. For some, it's an attitude. For some people, when they change, they think that they are listening to another person or someone is directing the way they are thinking, and their ego does not permit that. So they don't change. So it's actually working in both ways. So it involves character and attitude. Yes, both ways. Yes, right. correct. You know, Doctor, I mean, this is not something new. Mm. Uh, in most of these corporates, uh, most of the staffs, mm. um, I think it's fair to say, I think they are under stress mm. uh, because they have to work, bring back the, you know, we, we said, you know, you've got to put food yes. on the tables very often. Exactly. But apart from that, um, the political issue sometimes when people go through under tremendous stress because the supervisor mm. or because the boss putting pressure but sometimes the politicals among the team that happens where there's no synergy mm. um, is it basically because somebody is afraid of losing jobs so they are trying to put everybody down it just also plays something to do with the mental resilience yeah of course there is an element of mental resilience there because uh, you see everyone is trying to make a survival everyone is trying to impress someone in the office Everyone is very worried about their rice bowl. There's always an element of fear when someone goes to work. Yes, as much as we are enjoying the work, we are supposed to be enjoying our job, uh, we should be very uh, positive about our career, 
there's always an element of fear that prevails in everyone. So what they does is they try to please someone. Either they have to prove themselves to the management or they have to prove themselves to the subordinate so that their rice bowl stays constant. So for that purpose, they do this kind of so-called the political elements in an office, right. which is definitely not healthy. Right. But again, it's inevitable. Yes. So um, what will your advice be uh, if someone is under stress, mm. afraid of speaking up? Because mm. they know if they speak up, yes. probably they lose their job. Uh, they can't go to social media because everybody's watching. Mm. If they're going to keep it inside, will that lead to anxiety and depression? So what will your advice definitely anything that is negative a negative feeling when it is bottled up it will definitely explode one day so it is not safe or good to keep something negative within us so i also understand the point that you cannot be always talking to your superiors and advising them bringing out your troubles but you should always seek a consultant or a professional and discuss this matter with them they might give you a solution or even if they don't have a solution, end of the day, you have a sense of relief that you spoke to somebody and somebody is willing to listen to you. That itself helps greatly. And there's also a famous quote, you're not a tree, so keep moving. If you don't like the place, keep moving. Will, there be a, will this be a good um, attitude? Because if you keep on changing job, it also reflects very bad on you. But if someone is going to... Uh, uh, office and facing so much of issues because I've spoken to a few mm -hmm. they tell me everything about the company and I know what exactly the person is going through mm -hmm. but at the same time the person just keep on pushing it because they mm -hmm. know that if they don't go they lose their job and mm -hmm. they will be out of work of course I understand that part of it um, yes I always suggest to everyone that if you really can't get a hold of your job or if you've got really serious problem with your management you have to move on but that should be a last resort not immediately, not for small, small things. You applied leave and your boss is saying no to the leave and you say, I want to resign. No such things. Yeah. What is more important is you have to realize that you cannot be always switching job. You can't do that. There will be a point of time that you have to stay to one. You have to build your career in that company and you have to build your prospects, upgrade yourself in that company and go to the next level. So if you want to change a job just because some negativity is happening in your office, you must be very, very sure that that is a last resort, not immediately. Because every office, every organization that you work for, definitely there will be a lot of ailments, a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of negative, toxic, environmental people. It is born to happen. We cannot be always running away from them because for the rest of the life we are going to be running. So we should learn how to cope with it, how to manage it and come out from there. Thank you, Doctor, for that. Mm. And also, Doctor, I mean, over the past few years, especially, you know, the most common word that mm. we are using right now, COVID, COVID. Mm -hmm. And also, another co most common word is mental resilience. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like everybody, every one of us have probably went through mm. a kind of stress, mm. anxiety, or even depression as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but as of now, um, how do we know that someone needs help? Um, is it just by looking at themselves okay. or whether their behavior has changed? Um, what are the indications, signs, okay. or symptoms? Okay, basically there are numerous indications and signs to find out whether someone is under depression or they need help. But uh, for our conversation purpose, I can identify a few to you. Firstly, they suddenly become very quiet. They isolate themselves and they feel that they don't need to talk to anyone. They, that, that kind of isolation is out of frustration we can sense. That's the number one thing. 
Number two is you will see a change in their diet pattern. The way they eat, they start skipping meals. And when, when, when as colleagues, we call them for lunch or dinner, they don't want to join us. And whatever we offer them, they feel like not eating. You will sense that. Thirdly, you can see an element of frustration in the conversations they make. Every sentence they make, there will be some kind of an agitation or frustration displayed. These are all the symptoms that they are going through some kind of a pain or a depression. And, and for the worst situations is when they always talk about death and committing suicide. That is a very serious indication that we should pay attention to. Right. Mm. And they definitely need help. Yes, definitely they need help. But also, Doctor, in the society, mm. right? I mean, I'm not sure why some really concerned about the society, mm. right? Of course, you're doing good mm. and great things for the society, yes. But they're always afraid if I go for, you know, see a counsellor mm. or a psychologist, oh, I am not right. And this, this stigma is very strong. Yes, it is. Yeah. And they try to keep it to themselves and then it's like a mirror image. Mm. You know, you look at the mirror and you say, hey, I'm, I'm an, you know, that kind of situation that I'm in. How do we overcome this stigma? Okay, first we have to understand that a mental illness or if we are facing some kind of a depression, sorrow, sadness, it is normal. We have to accept this. You see, if I have a headache, I'll see a doctor. They might give me a paracetamol. If I've cut my hand, I see a doctor. They do some stitches. Yeah. Likewise, if I feel that I'm confused, if I'm not happy with something, if I feel that some kind of a sorrow is pressing me down, which is called depression, then I definitely need a help and I need to talk to a consultant. Whether it's a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a parapsychologist, we need to talk to someone. So we have to come to an understanding that seeking someone for our depression or sorrow is not an abnormal matter. It's very, very normal. You don't have to feel inferior or you don't have to feel that you are a lesser being if you see a psychologist. So be open about it. Be very vivid about it and just see a consultant. No harm in it. And the people around them, especially the friends and family members, should encourage them to see one if they need. There's, there's nothing wrong with it seeing a doctor. Right. Yeah. So it's perfectly fine to get help. Definitely. And even if you get help and see if you're seeing a counsellor and your friend sees that mm -hmm. or you know, know that you go through, you shouldn't be shy. Yes, definitely. If you have a problem and you're seeking a counsellor and one of your friends asks you about that, be frank and tell them, yes, I have a problem. I'm talking to a counsellor. In two months time, I'll be perfectly fine. Be very blunt about it. You don't have to shy away. Mm. Yeah. And then why they feel that, you know, they've been judged? You see, judgment is something that happens everywhere, every time. It's not only when you have a depression or when you're sad and you seek a counsellor, you are judged. Even if you spend, if you buy a luxurious car, people judge you. <laughs> That's very true. If you don't, if you sell away your luxurious car, people judge you. Yeah. If you change job, people yeah. judge you. Right. If you want to pursue your studies, people judge you. If suddenly you quit your studies halfway, people judge you. Yeah. Judgment is something that you're not going to escape in this world. Under any circumstances that you're living in, people will judge you. So let them judge you if you need some consultations or help for psychiatric treatments or psychological elements. Let people talk what they want to talk. doesn't matter. So don't worry about these judgments that they're going to give. It's normal. People, a, a real wise people will not judge people. So if someone is judging you, that means they lack mental strength and they don't have the understanding about how a mind and brain works. That is the reason they're judging you. So don't worry about them. So, so judging is actually perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. It's normal. Yeah. And it also should be a normal not to take it so seriously. So doctor, if let's say if I am progressing in life uh -huh. and somebody is judging, it's a good thing, right? 
Yeah, it's a good thing. Of course, if, if a person who's supportive of you and who's, who's kind of embracing the, the progress that you're doing, yeah. they will not judge you, but they will actually compliment you right. and push you up to the next right. level. If they're going to judge you, that means they're not happy about the progress that you're mm. making. Let them be. It's perfectly fine. Nobody, you're not going to please everyone in right. this world. You know, it's very interesting mm. uh, what you just said. You know, you can't please everyone. Mm. I'm going to make that into a small question because okay. today's question is all mm. about spontaneous. Mm. Um, why is that if someone, even our friends mm. or best friends or colleagues or anybody within the family mm. or nowadays, even people you don't know also doing these judgments. Mm. But... You know, if someone is progressing in life or it's coming up in life and putting a lot of hard work, mm -hmm. you know, that the judgment also comes as why is he blessed? Why I am not? Okay, basically this happens because of inferiority complex and lack of understanding. And these are the people who cannot count their blessings. You see, we have to understand that everyone got a different journey in life. Every soul that came to this universe or came to earth has a different purpose. But unfortunately, human mind has this tendency to compare their life with the other. So when they lack something and you are receiving it, they feel that you are blessed. But right. they forgot whatever they have, you don't have it too. So they can't appreciate what they really have mm. and what they are blessed with. So people who naturally cannot feel the worth of their own life right. tend to get jealous, frustrated, and they need to make a comment like, how come that guy is so blessed? Right. So it is a kind of a mental ailment. These are the people who need actually counseling. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, doctor, so it's a bit strange you know, how people uh, operate nowadays, right? Um, why am I saying that is because in most corporate companies, of course, nowadays they have different channels of communicating, you know, uh, staff uh, hours mm -hmm. to have your own R&R &R and mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But despite that, there's still a lot of uh, anxiety and stress cases mm -hmm. because everybody gets stressed. Mm -hmm. When this deadline and targets are not met, mm -hmm. they got to work longer hours, yes. work on a weekend and so and so forth. So I know a particular person who's been working seven days a week mm -hmm. and for a period of three months. Okay. And I feel that the particular person is on a burnout Okay. because there is nothing fun about it. Mm. Um, in that uh, situation how does one realize that hey health is important than work but we work so much for that money mm -hmm. and then we spend the money on the health mm -hmm. but uh, how do one will have to realize hey this is is it I need to take a break okay basically it comes with a certain sense of wisdom intelligence alone is not enough to understand this concept like I always say do not lose all the valuable diamonds in the process of picking up glass stones. This is what happens in most cases. A lot of them think that if they work seven days a week, 24 seven, and they are making a lot of money, they are successful. But success cannot be measured with the amount of money that you make. Success should be calculated. What did you lose in the process of making that money? So if what you lost in that process weighs much more heavier than the money that you earned, then definitely this is not a success. Right. So there should be a balance in life to see that what you need for living and what you need for life, mm. two different things. So you work according for your living and you also start living your life for your life. Right. Life means your marriage, your family, your children, your, your happiness. You should also live for that. 
So you, this comes with wisdom and it comes only after certain age of realization. Right. That is the reason you see someone is working very aggressively at 30 years old. The moment they are wise at 50, 55 years old, they slow down. They know that this is not what they want in their life anymore. Can't be permanent. Yes. So this comes with certain understanding, certain maturity and wisdom. Right. Yeah. You know, in two, two decades back, you know, before mm. all this technology mm. has evolved, mm. now everything is within our mm. hands, mm. right? Mm. Uh, I can contact a friend in Russia or mm. a friend in not India. I mean, mm. as far as possible, mm. even in Iceland. Mm. You know, the communication has become so much better. Yes. You know, everybody is just evolving quickly. Are we putting ourselves into so much of stress in the future? Definitely isn't it. You see, 50 years ago, we, if we are in Singapore, and 50 years ago, somebody mentioned the word America to us. Most probably, we can only visualize America in a movie, from a movie. Yeah. That's how we know what America is. But today, when we use the word America, is immediately you can see the entire pictures, videos of America in yeah. video. Yeah. Right? So we are getting exposed to a lot of ideas, a lot of perceptions. We are getting exposed to a lot of information that will unconsciously create a fear in us. Right. So to match up to that fear, to counter that fear, and to live with the current status of this world, we naturally rush upon things. Right. And definitely stress will come. Right. Yeah, so we can't escape from this. And another popular word, Doctor, AI. Uh -huh, artificial, artificial intelligence. intelligence. Uh -huh. um, of course, it's here to help the humans. Mm -hmm. Human has created it. Correct, yeah. But now the question, Doctor, is of course, you know, it has to play a Big huge role, role yeah. in the mental uh, resilience mm -hmm. and in, in what field you yeah. are right now. Are we also setting up ourselves for failures? I mean, it's, of course, it's not a fair statement. It never can be. Yes, yeah. But are we, because driverless, there's no driver, but the bus and the cars can drive. Yeah. You know, you don't need a chef because mm. the machine does yes, everything. Work, yeah. Robotic worlds are coming in. You know, a <laughs> um, few months back, yeah. I was at Changi. I mean, mm. you are traveling as well. Uh -huh. Probably I don't see aunties cleaning or uncles cleaning the yeah, yeah, yeah. Changi airport anymore. There's robots, robots coming in. And I purposely stand in front of it and he said, can you please excuse me? <laughs> you know, those kind of stuff. So I'm actually thinking <laughs> where we are right now. I mean... Are we taking away the jobs from people or are we making things better? Obviously, uh, pros and cons to this. Like say, for example, in fact, our handphone is an artificial intelligence machine, right? You see, 40 years ago, when we did not have a phone, uh, a handphone with us, we memorized everyone's number, phone yeah, number. Yeah, sure. we, we, we could simply program about 50 numbers in our brain. And whenever we need to contact them, we dial the phone. But today, we don't even know what is our, what my wife's handphone number, my husband's handphone number. Uh, uh, Doc, I'm going to pause you for a while. Uh, is your missus hearing this? <laughs> so, we have to understand that yeah. we are depending on the artificial intelligence to the point where our brain is not active anymore. Right. And we are starting to accept that it is a norm that we can't memorize things. Why? Because the handphone is with me, I can always... Mm. Uh, retrieve the information from there. Right. Likewise, you are saying we are depriving people of their job opportunities. Yes, it happens. Although economically it can be cost effective, we are affecting a lot of people's rice bowls. Um, again, like I said, uh, it's a pros and cons. From a very humanity point of view, yes, artificial intelligence, it is a killer. But from a very economical, political point of view, we are not going to live without it anymore. Yeah. Right. So, it's a, it's a matter of balancing up. 
you know what I'm saying? A couple of, I think a couple of weeks ago, mm. I think in, in one of the local mm. Indian restaurant, uh-huh. the waiter needed to come and serve. Oh, okay. <laughs> this dropout with <laughs> so many trays <laughs> and a, it doesn't have a feature, or uh-huh. just trolley and just coming yes. up like, then you just beeps and you just take your food. So, I mean, we are losing the human of connectivity there, right? Yeah. Uh, you know that somebody's come to you and says, uh, you know, in Tamil or English, you know, I take our orders, yeah. and as you know, there's feeling, you know, as a human meal. touch. Yeah, so we lo- are we losing the human definitely. touch? Definitely, I mean, de- definitely. But again, the question is, who wants the human touch? Like, if you were to ask me now, if you're born in 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, maybe the 1980s, and even the early part of 1990s. If we are talking about humanity and human touch, there's some kind of emotions attached to it. But at the current situation, the youngsters, I'm not saying that everyone's without humanity, but the humanity for this generation is not compulsory. Mm. It's not needed. That is the reason when a family of four of them went for a dinner during the 1980s, everyone talked to each other during dinner. But today when you go for a dinner, you can even go to the most posh restaurant you will see each and every family member looking at their phone while having the dinner. They hardly talk to each other. So that clearly explains that the humanity touch has decreased over time and people are not finding it important at all to have the humanity touch. So in the next 20 or 30 years later, this situation will deteriorate further and we will not even understand the meaning of humanity anymore. Right. Yeah. And more, everybody is going for dinner, but everybody is together, mm-hmm. but they are communicating differently. Yes, correct. Because they everybody look at the screen, yeah. they look at the family members' faces. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, quite a saddening thing to see, it's right? It's very sad. Yeah. But again, the sadness will be only experienced by the previous generation. Right. The current generation might not even understand why yeah. the sadness prevails there. So I feel that, doctor, that uh, a lot of people are smiling more frequently in their food uh-huh, rather than with humans. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're absolutely. seeing more screen time uh-huh. rather than looking at people and talking, true, right? So true, everything yeah. is uh, becoming so, uh, you know, distance apart. So are we, yes. and this will definitely will come into our mental pressure or we can call it stress and anxiety and so and so forth because we are losing the touch. Definitely, definitely. You see, looking at a screen, from a very biological point of view, facing the laser light continuously for hours also damages the eyes and the brain scientifically. Mm. So that also creates certain element of stress, constantly looking at the phone screens and the laser lights. So definitely there will be an element of stress coming upon people with all this. All right, Dutta, we are almost at 22 minutes of our podcast, a Kopi Vivian podcast with Dr. Ravi. Okay. Um, Dr. Ravi, just one more question before we end Mm -hmm. uh, our podcast today. Um, It's about social media. Mm -hmm. And uh, people are showing all the happy moments, happy phases, Mm -hmm. uh, not only for female, for male as well. well, You know, looking gorgeous, beautiful, Mm -hmm. never ever seen before. And guys are like, you know, well-groomed and kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. Are we living a fake life and will that contribute to our mental resilience or mental issues i wouldn't say that we are living in a fake life but we are very much carried away by the fakeness shown Mm. living in with a fake life and being carried away with fake notions are two different things see whatever we see in facebook you see a husband and wife shows that they are very happy going for a holiday yeah but to be honest you, that photograph was taken for one minute. Yeah. Maybe the rest 23 hours they were fighting with each other. We <laughs> don't know. Yeah. But we believe that yeah. one minute is their entire life. Yeah. So, 
when we see that picture and we always compare that picture with our family and said how am me and my wife always fighting this guy can go for a holiday yeah. then we are carried away by that fakeness right and definitely this is happening and we are a part of it right. and we are the contributor as well as the receiver right so in either ways so the facebook the 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 instagram the social media somehow or other displays a large amount of information that is not right and right. we are buying those ideas right. yes and the other person was sitting back and you know thinking why can i be like that yeah. why can i buy the car but the person didn't even have the car maybe you were just taking a exactly, picture like yes uh so that puts a lot of pressure on these people who mm. are watching mm. and maybe their morale is going down yes yeah you see a simple example to what we are saying uh, i had a conversation with a friend a couple of years ago uh he, he, he saw me driving a car and then he asked me uh, how much do you pay for the car and <laughs> that time i think it's about 800 to 1000 so that means he said you're owing the bank i said yeah i said do you drive he said no i don't have a car and i don't owe the bank so i'm richer than you mm. see how they view things right generally when someone has a car we think they are a rich person right but is the car fully paid or you're owing the bank the very right. fact that you're owing the bank that means this car doesn't belong to you right. it belongs to the bank yes but a person who doesn't have that car right is much richer than you because he doesn't owe anyone right right so this is where the reality and fakeness comes in and we should be very careful what are we falling for right yeah. So doctor I mean um, from this conversation what we understand that you know be very original mm. and do not you know put two kind of uh, phases yes exactly right you know yes. where you are not but then you're showing the social media yes. and then you, that, that can also lead to stress and anxieties and exactly definitely right i mean uh, you see we have to understand that everyone's life is blessed in one way or another instead of comparing our life with others and asking why others are getting certain things that we are not getting sit down analyze your life for a moment and treasure all those things that you have received in your life trust me if you really sit down and write down all those things that you have received in your life it can be consolidated into a book mm-hmm. but we always take things for granted on what we have already received and our mind is always looking for what we are lacking right. and that is where the stress and problem starts in our life so learn to look at your life is we are actually blessed especially as singaporeans 95% of us got a roof when we are with sleep we have three meals a day somehow or other majority of us got a job to do right. and we are living in a safe and so- safe society so embrace that first before asking why another party is having or having a holiday is relevant well said yeah. doctor i mean when we sleep we don't have any fear you know yes, who is coming into our waters or who is coming yeah. to our sky our land are protected you, you don't have to worry when you wake up in the morning whether there will be water running in your tank yeah 98% it will be running unlike right. in other countries right so learn to appreciate all these good things that we have first life will be peaceful we are blessed <laughs> very well said doctor yeah. ravi thank you so much for thank spending you, almost uh, 27 minutes into the ah, copy nice. with vans podcast all right we will catch you again on a next segment till then this is dr ravi thank you anand thank you thank you for the opportunity i get you then see ya